0: This is Hallway Digressions, laughs, rants, and musings on life and culture from the Lakewood Park Bible Department. And welcome everybody to another episode of Hallway Digressions. We're here to answer all of your questions and ponderings on life and culture and to uh, bring about the wisdom you've been searching for. And so with all the humility in the world, uh, we, we're we here to do just that. Um, now, fellas, it's important that we put out a, a certain PSA, public uh-huh. service announcement straight out the gates, that our last episode was incorrectly released by our producing company. uh uh-uh. oh. Uh, which is really just me on the free website that I use. <laughs> but it was miscorrectly handled in that um, some content from last fall was uploaded rather than our most recent recording. Oh. And so uh, we want to we want to tip the cap to Todd Page, one of our favorite listeners out there, who uh, was on the ball at texting me and letting me know that we were talking about fall break. Ah, and i thought to myself that doesn't sound right and so i took it down and then uh put the correct audio on and then re-released it so if you are part of the uh multitude of listeners that uh started hitting play as soon as it hit itunes spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast yeah you may need to go back and listen again to the corrected Mm. audio our utmost apologies Uh, Utmost apologies yeah um public uh public sins need public repentance and so yeah, yeah uh, we yeah we just want to be above approach and um and so that's uh yeah probably
1: probably the only way he figured out that it was uh repeat material but that's <laughs> fair yeah yeah we shouldn't make any reference to current events when uh, this are going on so we yeah. can just throw out a repeat episode if we needed to right so. Every
0: now and then yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we just yeah. yeah right right we actually had a student too that um that also huh. caught it and okay. uh so so yeah, yeah. um sure. mad respect to yeah. those who are hanging on our every word as it were the eagle eared <laughs> listeners eagle eared <listeners. laughs> yeah. wow great huh. Um, maybe you could take a minute and talk about the ears of eagles
1: yeah yeah you, you well,
0: have no, any i don't think- on that
1: one yeah, what would be the equivalent, right? If I mean, because, you know, we're mixing metaphors there with... We uh, are. Yeah. So, um, huh.
2: I, don't, I don't know. Like...
1: What has, like, amazing hearing in nature?
2: The only thing I can think of is elephants, but I don't know if they have good hearing or they just have big ears. Right, right. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: Our huh? elephant-eared listeners, maybe yeah. they don't even have good hearing. They just have some fair food yeah right elephant maybe, ears that they just got maybe
1: dogs because you know they can hear dog whistles mm-hmm. you know so different frequencies and we can oh. so yeah dogs and ears listeners
0: yeah <laughs> uh, hey fellas eschatological question for you <laughs> <laughs> that was quite the transition yeah uh, no, it's, it's, it's on the, it's on the same vein of thought here. Oh so so dogs hear you know that high frequency that we use with dog whistles to us. we don't catch it, they hear it. Do you suspect surely just a suspicion? Do you suspect that we will, in our redeemed state, catch every frequency of sound? Do you think that there are? numerous frequencies out there that we're not hearing that could be heard in our redeemed state and thus therefore new music could come about what do you what do you think or do you think that this is part of our natural design to only experience the frequency Mm. range that we currently hear Mm. maybe i want to also care before you answer i want to also carry this into taste buds colors sure and smells
1: yeah yeah i mean maybe we could right before the fall and uh that's part of uh you know adam and eve could could uh you know talk to the animals and uh hear their voices i don't know maybe maybe we have uh we have not retained those abilities because of uh you know the corrupting elements of sin
0: Mm -hmm. it's a very narnian
1: notion there Mm -hmm. yeah right
2: I, I do wonder because so you know because in a pre-fall world we have other fauna out there we have dogs and other animals you know and and there's still even at that time built in diversity to creation through the works of god you know would some of that if if you know hearing in different frequencies and things like that one we have to say is that really genuine loss for us you know If the earth is cursed do is that a real or is it even really a gain necessarily for us to have that back and then two like are we taking away the uniqueness of god's creation in a dog or say a shrimp that can see Mm. infrared colors you know are we taking away if we just start assigning abilities that we think maybe this is a pre-fall ability are we taking away the inherent diversity of god's creation in a pre-fall world so I, all that to say, no, I don't, I don't think that we have any good reason to believe that we're going to have new frequencies of sound that we can access. All um, right, all right. I don't necessarily think that furthers the, you know, the telos of the human being. <laughs> for, those, for, for our listeners wow. who might not, who need, who, who don't know some terminology, telos means end goal or purpose.
0: Fantastic. Now, I would would ask this question. As one theologian, John Piper, has built his ministry around the slogan, God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him. Do we worship God at a deeper level when we experience more his creation by hearing more or tasting more Mm -hmm. more tastes or seeing more colors that would i think be the only potential advancement Mm -hmm. of the telos to carry the terminology forward uh, would be if it was accompanied with advanced worship and i don't know that's necessarily the case yeah just some uh just some thoughts thoughts to consider do you do you fellas find yourself thinking about what the new earth will be like oh yeah often yeah me too We're just actually
1: having that conversation today in theology class just you know how the the version of heaven is like it's an eternal you know sing-along uh, <laughs> versus,
0: <laughs> you know
1: <laughs> but but wait a, a nice minute. choir what? robe yeah right right but i think that limits you know the view of worship to all just singing or you know bowing down before god all the time so you know especially when we will have a new earth like what is that for what's the purpose of that so yeah we had a uh, interesting discussion about that today
0: yeah yeah do you suspect that as we have an eternity forward that um space travel will be more and more a part of our experience. Do you think we will extend the good, habitable edenic state to other planets?
1: That is an intriguing option. I, I mean perhaps that's why the universe is so vast? Uh-huh? Yeah. Perhaps, right? So that we would have, I mean, that I think what I think and what I share with students today, what I what I think about like the new earth at least, you know, I mean, if we want to extrapolate that into the rest of the universe, is like I love to explore, you know, like there's often times where I'll just be driving by something and like, man, I really let's love, you know, to explore that area and just like you know, just experience all the nooks and crannies of that yes. area. Like, you know, I, I love. You know, my wife and I started, uh, you know, doing some kayaking on occasion, and Ooh, just to nice. be able to take time to, you know, you know, kayak around a, a lake or a stream, and just to be able to explore all that. Like, that's something that I love. Mm-hmm. But you know, oftentimes you don't have the the time to really do that, uh, and it's intriguing to me to have a new earth where you have all of eternity to explore all that God has made without, you know, without the limits of of time or expenses and all of that. Like that's, that's so exciting to me. And I, and I think we need to, to trumpet things like that because it gives a better version of what God has in store for us than just, you know, playing a harp on a cloud
0: for eternity. So yes, way to way to carry the instrument theme there, oh, and way to incorporate trumpets, which seems to be the Lord's choice in the Book of Revelation. <laughs> so, um, some, just some goodness. Uh, the, the the detail of your of your <laughs> of your discourse there, Nick, was really just top notch. <laughs> Let me go a step further now. You you made a uh, you used a word that I want to circle back to here both you fellas talk to it do you think we will care much about interplanetary exploration when we could just step into the metaverse do you think the metaverse is going to be on the new earth huh (laughs) (laughs) it's it's just another
1: universe out there waiting to happen right just
2: I, no, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say the metaverse is not a part of the new creation.
0: Uh, Jed, there are there are some hearts that are just sinking now out right, there just, in our fan base.
2: Just going to go out on a limb and say no reason whatsoever for it to be there. Meta is
3: a Greek word, by the way, and <clears throat> we do realize that the New Testament was written in Greek, so...
0: Oh, Brett! Way oh. to chime in there. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know what? You, you've just been. You've just been <laughs> silently listening, uh, <laughs> waiting to curate the best nugget of wisdom yeah. to yeah. advance this conversation forward, and you, and you did by yeah. pulling. I'm sitting here three. stroking my beard and smoking my pipe as yes. I, yes, I'm listening. Yes. And-, <laughs> and let me just say that the, the bear rug. On on uh, the floor, just underneath <laughs> the hearth there. Wow. The hearth,
3: yes. <laughs> really brings
0: the room together. The crackling mm-hmm. fireplace, yes.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm out.
0: <laughs> yeah. You contributed. Yeah. Um, well, hey, fellas. Um, I do have a, a conversation for us to riff on for a minute or two. But before we do, um, also, Nick, let me circle back around to that. That beautiful little oration that you just gave us, and say uh, uh, you, you talked about how you you love adventure and exploration. Uh, would it be fair to say of you that not not all who wander are lost?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it 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 would be true if you
0: seeing the back of my car <laughs> which i did earlier today because <laughs> you're right out here in front of the lounge and yeah, um, yeah and i saw that and i didn't know you had that on your car but i saw it and i said there's only one owner of that vehicle in this building." <laughs> i wish there were two um but uh my i think i think my bumper sticker still on a cargo ship with one of brett's baseball hats um, <laughs> over oh, wow. in the middle east and so uh, right. still waiting on that <laughs> delivery to come uh so so would you say that that's a life motto of yours nick
1: uh i think so and i think in the you know i mean there's a lot of ways people use that and uh, <laughs> uh i just read an interesting article quite honestly about that quote today because because brett was saying he had just read it yeah. in the lord of the rings uh yes. last night literally before. yesterday yeah it was uh yeah. sorry uh, yeah it was just that uh, i was so excited about
3: that nick i feel like i need to share it it was like i just read it and i came at what i i went outside to leave the school and i saw it and i was like that's the holy
1: spirit at work like
3: (laughs) (laughs) so when when did you put it on there
1: nick um i believe that was uh because that was like you know something I threw on my Amazon wish list and somebody bought for me for Christmas. Mm. Uh, yeah. so it was, uh, yeah. it was
0: shortly after Christmas. Yeah. So oh, wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. 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 That's nice. Uh, would, would you also go even further to say that not only are you a wanderer who is not lost, but would you also say, uh, that, um, that, that maybe you're a gold, that still glitters or doesn't glitter. We, we, because you look great for your age, if we could just be honest here. Uh, but would you would you carry any other lines from that little Tolkien poem? Oh man, and apply it's them an, to your amazing, life. It, it, Maybe right? I that? think
1: people I think people underestimate, you know, Tolkien as an author. Like yeah. he was not just a fantasy writer, but the fact that he you know, included so much poetry in the Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings yeah. is pretty incredible. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, the poem itself says, All that is gold does not glitter, not all those who wander are lost. The old that is strong does not wither. Hmm. Deep roots hmm. are not reached by the frost. Woo! That's good. From the, from the ashes of fire shall be woken, a light from the shadow shall spring, renewed shall be blade that was broken the crownless again shall be king
0: oh my goodness that's Ooh. gold ne- nick was that, his own metaphor was it bilbo that said that too well was i you know
1: that I, right? that's what i was looking up after you said that and bilbo it's, recalls it but the, i think gandalf maybe says it first to frodo
2: yeah so it's about it's about it's Bilbo about says it, it in yeah. reference to aragorn yeah yeah at yes. that point uh, I'm deciding how deep into the the trivia I should go. <laughs> when they're in Rivendell for the first time, yes.
3: right. yeah, right. It's when I they're just, in Rivendell for the I first
2: time, time. Mm-hmm. and Bilbo's like, "Ah, oh, my friend, the Dan. and yes. Frodo's like, "The Dan. and then it's Aragorn. Oh, he's like, goodness. "That guy? That guy's the king, right? Oh, wow. Yep. Now, I, yeah. I I I love that quote, but it's been weakened. Yeah. Cuz it's cuz we so often isolate it from the full poem. Yeah. Um like the all who wander are lost and it, it kind of is just like I like to travel, which is right. fine. <laughs> but like so It's right next to the salt life sticker. Right.
0: <laughs> you know It's like <laughs>
2: you have a you have like a picture of a of a of a woman wearing one of those really like floppy wide-brimmed hats on like a mountain background it's like
3: not alone <laughs> long yeah um
2: yeah and
3: that's how i feel like when i think of that poem yeah. but but the whole the woman thing in the hat being,
2: being so much about like <laughs> you know true nobility and appearances are two different things mm-hmm. Um, and even there's a there's almost you know red in, a, in the lord of the rings christian context there's there's almost a certain eschatological quality, especially to the second stanza. Right. Is a good, right. is a good, it's a good one. Yes. And
1: even, and even a, right, I mean, with Aragorn as it is, I mean, there's that, there's that idea of, you know, Christ's first incarnation, mm-hmm. right, and it being hidden, right? So I think mm-hmm. he's hitting at that, even in those first two lines, right, that, even though Christ didn't in his first coming look like, you know, like gold uh, you know, he was. And so there's that, the, the wandering Aragorn or Strider, right. As we would know him is, you know, is a reference to the, the first coming of, of Christ in his humble servant state. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and Tolkien did not, want this to be an allegory like c.s lewis did with narnia but i think that there's you just can't escape that the gospel is the greatest narrative the greatest story there is and if you want to write a good story period biblical themes uh, they just find their way in um, and we're hardwired for them yeah i think we do see that in here yeah, it's very love, easy
2: go on it's very easy to like basically every character in the lord of the rings can be christological in some way mm-hmm. oh yeah um, and then especially right. the, the the whole return of the king return of the king is kind of a christological eschatological statement on its own you know right and then so much of like the return the bringing back a new golden age the defeat of evil Mm-hmm. yeah it he didn't want it to be an allegory but he should have tried harder not to make one <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. It,
1: but it's but it's more of a thematic allegory rather than right you know, this character maps to this person right. Right. right right where where you see like you said the return of the king right and aragorn of course is a type of christ mm-hmm. but i mean so is So was Frodo, right? I mean so was Gandalf. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 With his resurrection, Mm -hmm. so to speak, right? With coming back as Gandalf the wife. So there's so Mm -hmm. many, so many themes that could be mapped to types of Christ throughout the Lord of the Rings. As opposed
2: to Narnia, where Aslan literally says. Right. Hey guys, I am, I am Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> He's
0: like, in hey the UK, guys. they call me Jesus, but, uh, oh, do Narnia that's basically what the, he says in the, in, in the Narnia verse. <laughs> basically <laughs> like, what he says. Yowie! And they're like, excuse me. Thank
1: you. <laughs> <Yeah.
3: It's> like,
1: <laughs> and I was, oh, I was just reading this article today about, uh, about uh uh, middle earth and the middle ages and i should forward this to you guys yes please do, uh, because it's so interesting and just about how uh, a little a little um a little known fact was the fact that the ring was destroyed on march 25th on on when march 25th Uh, march 25th which historically in ancient christianity march 25th was seen as the 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 birth of of christ and the uh and also the date of his crucifixion really hmm. which would uh, so it seems like tolkien even did little things like that right to sprinkle a little bit in for
0: yeah. the history guys
2: right yeah. again <laughs> again though if he didn't want it to be an allegory
0: right he could have tried harder <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this uh, is is kind of the direction I was thinking for us to talk today here. And But before I make that pivot, before I make that pivot, I was actually just reading that same, the, the, the Aragorn poem what? there in this wow. new edition of my library called The Proverbs of Middle Earth. Huh. <laughs> and uh, so if you guys want to come peruse at any proverbs (laughs) yeah um that's awesome yeah so that's
2: going on the goodreads
0: yeah 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 um and it it goes by actually um groupings rather than so so it takes like the hobbits of uh, proverbs of the elves and then like aragorn and gandalf and Things like that, and and so uh, yeah, so it's, it's it's a interesting layout too. So some of the proverbs, like of, of, of the hobbits and things like that, they, they got Bombadil and Goldberry. Stuff? What's that? I'm sorry, there's all Tol- Tolkien stuff. Yeah, uh-huh. like the he- Brelanders, the half-Elven, the Elves, the Dwarves, the Rohirrim, and Condor, nice. Aragorn, good and evil things like that. And this guy's a Christian too, so he's a uh, uh, he's got that lens as he approaches it so uh, yeah i look forward to cracking open that bad boy oh, but, so is uh, it yeah. is it is it the songs and stuff and the poems the, there there are some songs and poems in here like it's got aragorn's okay. you know All right. uh, under his character and then it's just got like some sayings as well you know that right. that they that they dish out the poetic who would uh, uh-huh.
3: you say wrote it uh, rick warren or uh was it?
0: Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Forty days in Middle Earth. <laughs> it's it's the uh, the Middle Earth fast. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, so the Bilbo diet. The, the, the it's the, the yeah right. <laughs> um, it, it's all Lambus bread uh, for forty days. <laughs> Guys, have we hit a new level of nerdiness now for our listeners? Are we, are we losing some listeners for this one?
2: We can oh. surely go deeper. We can surely go deeper. Yeah.
0: Hey, deep hey, just deep like roots you said. are not touched by the frost, and uh, yeah, more are right. we affected by... Um,
2: loss in viewership?
0: Exactly. What were you saying, Nick? Just
1: like you said in chapel, Jesus did the same thing. Every once in a while, he purged down the followers. That's so, it. you know, this That's is the only it. way you can prove you're not a... You're you are not a slave to your audience. So. Yes, yes. And, and How you know far what?
2: are you willing
0: to digress with us? <laughs> right. oh. Well, those who stopped listening to us, they left us because they weren't really of us. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, first, young, so our week listeners we're going there
3: to talk about eating our flesh and uh, drinking blood, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, that's
0: that's the segue here. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so, uh, fellows, maybe going to um, be some new requirements to download the podcast so
2: uh, yeah. are we starting a re- are we starting a new religion
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty it. sure somebody somewhere's already got this one cooking <laughs> <laughs> um so fellas uh, let's 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 keep this train of thought going here with with what we just did we just talked about a book turned movie um and and we we looked at it um, through, through Christian lenses. Let's talk about media for a second. Um, Jed, I know you, uh, you post some stuff on the gram about uh, different types of media and how to uh, watch it, discern it, um, critique it, things like mm-hmm. that. Um, mm-hmm. And I think we've kind of touched on this a little bit in the past. But let me, let, me, let me ask this. Uh, how do you guys go about sifting through the quality of a type of media, be it film, book, um, so forth? So, so the, obviously, you know, the, the low-hanging fruit is uh, a Christological lens, is, is the gospel showing up, but do you guys go further? Do you appreciate a piece of, of media simply, you know, as we were talking about earlier before the show uh, dropped um, or started recording, uh, you know, simply for the sake of beauty, even if you don't find a one-to-one into, uh, you know, of a gospel theme. Talk to me about that.
2: Yeah. So, a a major, um, element of the way that I I go into media, especially like non-academic media, because, you know, media just means method of delivery, essentially. Um, you know, a lot of it is community driven, you know, obviously you don't want to get into something just because everybody's watching it, but, you know, cause there are some things that a lot of people watch that you know, it's probably not good for you to watch, but, but there is a lot to be said of coming to a piece of art together with people that you care about and with people that you trust um, and using it as a source of conversation. Um, that's a major part of how I come to a lot of, 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 works of fiction, whether it's movies or games or things like that. Um, and, and you touched on a lot of things as well in there, you know, cause something can be, you know, you might, it might not be a one-to-one gospel message, but like a movie that I love that I delighted being in community over with friends at school at, at college, the gospel is not present in this, andy sandberg comedy but i love the movie hot rod because joy and laughter is something that is given forth by the scriptures and in in this case this movie it doesn't reach the the nth degree of vulgarity and it has a lot of things that just make you laugh and it's an opportunity to come together with people that you care about and laugh together you know and i think that that's valuable even though andy sandberg and bill Hader and isla fisher and all them aren't necessarily representing a gospel theme i still think that's a valuable thing to to enjoy um you know you want to round out your diet you know if you're all of your movies are if all of your movies are uber serious then you're probably missing something but if all of your movies are <laughs> ideologically empty there's a movie that never takes a stance or tries to challenge you um i also you know i uh, there's an app that I use again, kind of the community aspect. There's this app that I have called Letterboxd, which is essentially just like a movie social media platform where you post, like, you can post, this is the movie I watched, this is what I thought of it. Give it a star rating. Might be more familiar with Goodreads, but it's a similar thing for movies. Um, so I hear about it from there. And, um, I really like movies. I really like good movies and talking yeah. about them. And then, you, you know, and then you learn some directors and what kind of ideas that they put into their movies, like a really great one, especially if you're looking one for, um, I don't know if he's actually a Christian, but if you want to talk about ideas of faith and religion, a really great one is Terrence Malick. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if any of you have seen the movie, a hidden life. It's very, very good. Um, it's about an Austrian Christian in like the night, the late 1930s. Um, in his principled stand uh, obviously against the against the third reich as it's growing in power um very very good again i don't know if Terrence malik is a christian but it is a movie that understands you know it certainly understands the gospel and the christian call to virtue better than god's not dead for um <laughs> oh Ooh, shots fired, shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, have you seen
3: have you seen god's not dead for no i, have I haven't not watched
0: seen god's not dead 4. <laughs> Is there a really four? Um, did they? Did they yeah, stop there's really before? a fourth one. There's did really a fourth one. I it's called "God's like...
2: Not Dead." We the people. It's yeah, about
0: the... oh my goodness.
2: Yeah. It's about uh, the, the, a, a, a poly major trial over. It's a federal court trial over homeschooling. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh man.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, have <laughs> not, I have not seen "God's Not Dead" two,
0: three, or four. So <laughs> <I've seen> two, <laughs> two is actually good. I like two. I haven't three. seen three though. Maybe maybe that. I'm going to disqualify myself from uh, the biblical qualifications of being a Bible teacher at a Christian <laughs> school, but I've not seen any of them.
2: It's
0: <laughs> fine. I, th- I think you'll, <laughs> we'll do okay. you'll be all right. I, have you? Seen I watched Back the Men? commercial and I said, I know how this is going to go. Yeah. <laughs> and I, from everything I've heard, I was all right.
2: <laughs> I mentioned this to my to my my Bible classes, and I said, if you go to college and you have a Ph.D. in philosophy, saying teach my class for you. Go to the academic dean. Get that man fired for violating the First Amendment.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but the part where he pushes him up against the wall, basically. So that's that was
0: realistic, right? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those are good thoughts, Jed. I like those thoughts. Oh I love God. the um, the emphasis on communal viewing, and mm-hmm. um, I think that's really important for the generation that yeah. we, that you and I are, and um, that this, the kids are, and
3: Mm-hmm.
0: the the yeah. that we're ministering to the the ability to experience good beautiful yeah. things like that uh, and together it, and then i think that does open up a tremendous amount of dialogue and i think there's your paycheck yeah and, and especially if you think
2: about the way that the scriptures have been communicated throughout history you know there so much of scripture is is narrative so much of scripture is story mm-hmm. and then the fact especially that you know For so many years, the vast majority of Christians and the vast majority of Jews would have been illiterate. So how Mm -hmm. did they experience those stories read aloud in community? Yeah. Um, So this idea of communal storytelling is something that's deeply tied to our own tradition. Um, Now, that's not to say that watching a movie with your friends is the same as
0: scripture um hearing the gospel of john read aloud it's not it's not a one-to-one <laughs> no it's not a one-to-one unless it's part um, but of, it is as we've said but
2: it is an opportunity to to see something that presents um something true about the world mm-hmm. or something beautiful about the world another yeah. really great movie um 2006 it's called um children of men again really really prevalent redemptive gospel themes even a pretty like a pretty close allegory to um pretty close allegory to to some some like gospel of luke first couple chapters type stuff mm. um very very good yeah, a lot of good is. movies out there yeah um and some movies just look really good like just look beautiful and mm-hmm. you know you mm-hmm. can go to the louvre or to i don't know, something a little bit more attainable the indianapolis museum of art you can just look at paintings that look mm-hmm. cool a little bit more accessible yeah a little bit more accessible um you know but just seeing a movie that looks good that has imagery that's appealing you know art certainly has a strong a strong friend in the historic christian tradition um and especially art that calls our minds to things above yeah um so it's interesting that you bring that up That so much of
1: scripture is storytelling and so much of you know, and, you know, you do a good job bringing that up just even with, with Jesus, you know, a lot of his ministry was mm-hmm. telling stories and it, and it makes you wonder uh, why Christians suck at it so much.
0: Dude. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, right.
1: Like, uh, you know, you wonder why we're losing the culture. Uh,
0: I, I think it's because of that. It's because we're doing a, a fourth. God's not God's dead. dead. Right. So, <laughs> right. Right. In fact, not I, even like,
2: not even, not even strictly I, from what this plot synopsis I saw was not even necessarily about Christian homeschooling, but just homeschooling.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Yikes. I,
1: you know, and I, I, I recently picked up um, a book uh, just because I've heard the name before um, and I've wanted to read things from the other side, you know, Joseph Campbell. The one who wrote "The Power of Myth," uh, very Mm -hmm. much a a postmodernist writer, but I wanted to understand his his viewpoint. Picked this up at Hyde Brothers Bookstore at my last last time there. So um, free promo for them. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. He had this quote right, you know, near the beginning, and I thought it was really, really appropriate, you know, for what we do. And he says, "Preachers err." by trying to talk people into belief better they reveal the radiance of their own discovery Mm -hmm. and and you know that's why i think the god's not dead movies fail is because they're basically visual sermons right trying to talk people into belief rather than embodying it
2: right yeah like like an ex- like a good example, like again, in the God's Not Dead movies, like in God's Not Dead 2, like again, like you look at those movies and the apologetic value that some of them have is positive. You know, they are arguments that we use in our own classrooms and things that are, are solid. But like, for example, in God's Not Dead 2, they're having a trial. They try in J. Warner Wallace, Christian apologist, and he sits down and gives good arguments. But at the same time, it's just kind of like, oh, this is the same lecture that he gives <laughs> <the conference. laughs> you know so it's like right. so again like you're saying it's clearly just getting in there and being like <laughs> let's hash out the arguments that we put in the classroom and not letting those arguments or letting those truths live and breathe in a story in a in a good way and yeah and yeah so it's, it's like when you, and when you're discerning media it's one of those things like you still want to make sure that it's like like there's obviously movies out there that are just morally and bankrupt empty of virtue you know so i think maybe what this person was talking to is maybe how to decide which movies that are how you tell that um you know and and there's some pretty clear guidelines of what good taste is and what vulgarity is kind of in scripture but but yeah, I think a bigger thing is just looking at it. it's like, is this movie is it trying to communicate something that's true and good, um, and especially is it trying to to model something that's redemptive and in line with the gospel? Mm. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Hopefully, to speak more directly. No, no, sorry to step on anybody. No, it was good, good, good stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, let me circle back to something you were talking about there, Nick. Um, this is a thought that's been on my head for a while. might be a little taboo for us to even consider such things, um, as Jesus was very clear that a good sermon um, is, is 30 minutes in length. And uh, follows the pattern of explanation, illustration, application for three points. And best, alliterate. They all alliterate. Yeah, 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 if alliteration is at play. So, you know, we, we've got our marching orders uh, from him. <laughs> joking. But, you know, you, you look at scripture and, you know, as you said, 40% of scripture is narrative story. About 33% um, poetry uh, through song, prophetic poetry, or just the Psalms. And then you know only about a quarter is actually uh, you know didactic prose, you know like what mm-hmm. most of our preaching is. Do you guys think that we should model our homiletics and our preaching methodology more after God's uh, percentage of communication, mm-hmm. um, or do you think that preaching should be uh, primarily prose? for what it's trying to accomplish in the setting that it's trying to accomplish and that story and poetry should find their way through, you know, story through movies or books and poetry, Christian poetry through maybe song or things like that.
2: I do think part of, so part of us as the church today, a part of a big goal of what we want to be doing is to equip people to effectively, come to the scriptures on their own like we have those stories that are already being told that have already been told um so part of where that teaching comes in is the fact that it's you know heavily contextual literature that is from a different culture and time and so much of that teaching Mm -hmm. is trying to say to the audience here's the story that you don't understand the story that makes a lot of sense that has that life to it that because you're a 21st century American doesn't make a ton of sense to you at face value. Mm -hmm. Um, and that is something that we have to do because we aren't first century Mm -hmm. Palestinian Jews or first century Galatians or first century Romans, um, or even 10th century Israelites. Um, So I think that's where a lot of that extra teaching has to come in. Like Mm -hmm. we do have to do more teaching to bridge the gap. Um, But it should be in the ultimate service of saying, here's the living, breathing story that has been told and is being told again and again through the spirit. Um, But I do Mm -hmm. see a value in a a necessity for a greater level of teaching that has to Mm -hmm. happen.
0: That's a good thought. Brett, Nick? Yeah, I think, uh, <clears throat> I mean,
3: I, I think, all, you know, my personal style, I, I like to um, uh, liken it to just, you know, our current cultural um, context, I think. And uh, so kind of really all of the above, you know, I mean, like Jed's said, we, we do, we need we, uh, there does need to be, I mean, essentially just lecture in there, um, but also, you know, how can we bring that al- alive and, and, mm. and bring it to life uh, for our, our hearers? And I personally, you know, me loving movies, I always find movie connections and stuff mm. to to use as, as illustrations, and especially ones that I, I'm pretty sure my audience is going to uh, be able to, uh, relate with and to, to get the point. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, all the above, whatever can help. Um, uh, and, and yeah, story is, is a big part of that. So, uh, for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, (laughs) it's kind of funny because when I was younger, my grandma would always, uh, laugh and joke with me you know there goes
0: brett he likes to tell his stories and so
1: (laughs)
3: uh, we had to tell
0: a story about how you were told you like to tell stories i was was it's almost kind of an inception thing right there
3: (laughs) (laughs) story within a story
0: yeah
3: makes me think of the uh the uh the, the mormon cartoon when they said joseph smith known for his tall tales <laughs>
0: <laughs> you don't say
3: <laughs> yeah hey there, there wasn't any kind of bias in that at all It was completely neutral
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh well fellas i really enjoyed this conversation mm-hmm. um i think i think we all love movies all of media and and love mm-hmm. to enjoy it in some of the ways that we've talked about and discern through it and think through it and um uh yeah, it's good. We might have to part two this another time or come back to it. Yeah. Uh, Jed, you got one more thing? Can I, yeah, just one thing. I think
2: an interesting little thing for for maybe our viewers. I don't know if I'd say this is a recommendation, but for our listeners, something that maybe you can view. Um although maybe it won't be accessible soon. Um but an interesting little piece of media that is got some things in it that you have to wrestle through and you have to think about. It's rather violent and gritty. But also a very overt retelling of the Job story that deals with the problem of evil in a very substantive way. Netflix's Daredevil season three.
0: Ooh, <laughs> that is not what I was expecting. I thought you were gonna go shit.
2: Okay. <laughs> it's, it's actually is actually so again, it's it's a it's a it's a pretty hard show. Okay, but actually is a very Masterful, even
0: retelling hmm. of the job story um of a man it's daring. Quite, uh, daring <clears throat> well, you, daring, dare—it's a daredevil. You know we're going to do approach. here, Jed. We're going to we're going to recognize Hallway digressions as its own distinct, separate, autonomous 501c3 nonprofit organization, distinct <laughs> from Lakewood Park Christian School. <laughs> so we'll give it the podcast recommendation uh, as, as long Lakewood as you Park, are not as uh, long as you're an adult. As an adult, watching in community and uh maybe that community (laughs) should be your parents but yeah (laughs) oh man (laughs) awesome all right fellas we did good work today um this is good this is good we'll see you guys next week